0: Long before the wars, there was a man who walked among the stars. He knew the incredible power of the Force. He used it, he taught it, and died to preserve it for the good of all free worlds. The fight is done. We lost Hidden. Oh, was the one, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. Yes. <laughs> Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? Fans, move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 303 of Blast Points. Is Jason. And this is Gabe. Maybe you should have said hello there, Star Wars fan. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> Come here, my little friends. Don't be afraid. All right. Well, you know what? This is the official kickoff of Kenobi season. Relax. Take a deep breath. Hello there. Hello there. I'm still recovering from Boba Fett season, and we're now we're not even like dipping our toes in. We are full on up to our necks in Kenobi season. I I'm I don't feel like I I've exhausted all the Boba talk, and now we, it's just like okay here we go like roller coaster like we're we're so we're 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 going up again. Okay, here we go, Kenobi season. Like, I still love you, Boba, but you need to sit you sit here in this room for a little bit. I gotta go go visit your friend Kenobi here for a few weeks, few months. Oh my god, yeah. Cause it's like this is gonna be up until like summertime. Right. Like the Kenobi era now that we're in. This is only the beginning, you know. This is like and it's crazy because this this show, like this is the show. This is the Show that when the Disney sale happened before the Disney sale was always like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we got like an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, like a movie just about Obi-Wan. And when the Disney Plus thing started happening, it was like, what if there's an Obi-Wan TV show and all the years of people bugging Ewan McGregor every single movie Everything he ever tried to do, probably when he went to like the grocery store or when he went to like to to a clothing store to go buy a cool new leather jacket, because that's what Ewan McGregor does. People probably at stores were probably like, when you play an Obi-Wan again? <laughs> yeah, he he went on a motorcycle trip like across the country and or across the world, wasn't it? And like no matter where he went, you know, he's some little village in South America or something. People are like, when are you going to play Obi-Wan? And now what's crazy is here we are. We have the first teaser trailer, our first look at what happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi post-revenge of the Sith. It's surreal. Well, it's crazy, too, thinking about after Mandalorian Season 1 came out, Deborah Chow blew everybody's minds, and immediately it's like she's going to direct Kenobi, all of it. And then after that, a whole another season of Mandalorians come out a whole season of book of Boba Fett's come out and all this time they've been working on making Kenobi awesome. And just thinking about how awesome Mando and Boba Fett is in like half a half of the amount of time that they whip those out. I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's too exciting to think about. It's like this show from the looks of this teaser is extra special Because as much as we love The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett and even You know the Bad Batch and all the stuff The sequel trilogy even As incredible as all of that was It's like I don't like there's something About This show Being the the link that Everyone has been waiting for At least not not everyone but a lot of People (laughs) The two people talking to each other right now have been waiting For (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, and just in yeah in this teaser like the the fact that the music is all ninety eight percent prequel music, and you've got Joel Edgerton just front and center as Owen Lars back again, and it's just like this is just crazy, just incredible. I don't know. This is the this is the show. This is the show that I've been terrified of forever. We knew it was coming. The D twenty three thing from a few years ago, a couple years ago, whatever, with Ewan McGregor on stage with Kathleen Kennedy, and it's really happening. Kathleen, Kathleen, can you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses? Can you please ask me? Am I going to play Obi Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes. Are you going to play Obi Wan Kenobi again? Yes. <laughs> After the dust settled today from this trailer, again, I you know, we we said this years ago, like in the early days of of Blast Points, but I was like, I've I've got to take, I've got to start exercising, I've got to start eating better, I've got to take care of myself. Nothing can happen to me, you know. It, because this is this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. This show. Yeah, all, everything else has just been a warm up, getting getting us ready for this. It's been like str- stretching. <laughs> it's like Star Wars stretching. Okay, we're gonna do some sequels. We're gonna do the Mandalorian. We're gonna ease back into prequel stuff. And by the end of Book of Boba Fett, we're like we're doing the splits, putting our legs behind our head because we're all stretched out, ready for Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, Joel Edgerton. Bonnie Pease. Like in this trailer, just Obi-Wan Kenobi looking through the little micro binoculars at little Luke, which we're going to be getting into. I don't know. This is like the moment I've been dreaming about for decades. (laughs) And it's that's the thing. It's like surreal that like. This show is really happening. I don't even care. I don't like, you know, they will, we'll, and we're going to get into it again, but like they, they show so much, but they show so little in this teaser. I mean, again, it, it, they're saying up and down that it is a teaser. So it's the terrifying thing that we are getting another look for Kenobi in the coming months. But uh, I don't even know. It's just like, this is it. This is, this is, this is, this is the big one. Well, it's like you've been staring at your Obi-Wan statue like every day since you've gotten it. How many years ago did you get that? I, A lot. Yeah. <laughs> before before Blast Points. It's the room where I'm talking to you right now. It's right there. I'm looking at it right now. And, and my, my Revenge of the Sith Master Replicas Obi-Wan Kenobi Saber Hilt. That was a wedding present from my wife, the the greatest present I've ever gotten in my life. So every day you look at that, and every day you thought, maybe we'll get a Kenobi show someday. And now we're getting a Kenobi show someday. And that someday is very soon. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's tripping me out. And that's why I've got to take better care of myself. And that's why, (laughs) like, that's why this celebration, I'm terrified. We I might die. Then that's why I gotta, like, I Why am I, I gotta eat more vitamins What am I doing? I'm not eating any vitamins <laughs> I'm just gonna wrap you in toilet paper Just just for a little extra cushioning Just in case you trip and fall I gotta, just go to the doctor I'll, I'll do a video visit with the doctor I don't even care, It'd be like, what what vitamins Do I gotta eat to stay alive? What a day, we're recording This on Wednesday night <sighs> Right away this morning, what was it, like, 8.30 a.m. or something, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Twitter account, which, like, mysteriously appeared, like, a couple weeks ago, suddenly posted, like, hello there, and everyone lost their minds. It was, I was sitting on the couch drinking coffee, and it was like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. Yeah. Again, like my stomach dropped. I felt like I was gonna barf. I was just like, "Oh God." Well, maybe they're just maybe they're just messing with us. They're just warming us up. We're just gonna get this Twitter thing today. Everyone's gonna be goofing around on Twitter about hello there, but that's all. That's the. Only, it's not gonna go anywhere. Nope. <laughs> and then there was yeah, with the, the Entertainment Weekly cover came out with Ewan McGregor looking unbelievable. The mullet, the beard, the saber. Well, and yeah, just that was enough where it was like, oh, it's like it's the Attack of the Clones look back a little bit here. Like that was that was shocking enough in between the Twitter thing and that. I was like, okay, well, we're done for the day. (laughs) I'm going to be thinking about this all day. (laughs) Yes, this is still early in the morning. Then what the photos come out and the Entertainment Weekly article comes out. The photos were enough Like earlier today we were like Do we do an episode just about the photos I mean we could Like, We've done more with less in the past (laughs) We did an episode on the A New Hope film strip Sent to grade schools The force is the energy field That holds our galaxy together explained the old man Jedi knights could use That power to do good You must learn it too so you can come with me to Alderaan. But yes, yeah, so I mean the photos. There, I mean Obi Wan like f- feeding an Eopie. Yeah, those pictures. Because I, as I was scrolling through them, I was like, "Oh, okay, more pictures of Kenobi, no big deal." And then I'm like, "Wait, there's a new character. There's this new Inquisitor." And then it's like, "Wait, no, there's a, a, an Eopie." <laughs> Wait, no, there's Owen. Wait, these these pictures are serious. Ewan McGregor in his cave hut with like a little mattress and a pillow. I even even that sent me reeling too because I was thinking of like oh my god, it's like it's like Luke and last Jedi and then I started thinking about like Luke and last Jedi and Obi Wan, what we probably assume of Obi Wan in the beginning of the show, where he's just like, "No, I've just got to live in this cave. This is what I deserve," you know, like, right, like, yeah, because it's like, does he? He might not even have his house yet because he's like, he doesn't deserve a house. He just has to live in this dirty cave that smells like opie farts. And I guess that's like the thing, like even before the trailer came out where I was just spiraling out of control thinking about like, Oh my God, like this Obi-Wan this 10 years after revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan, where he's just living this like sad kind of existence of watching after Luke and living in a cave, having nothing. And again, like my mind just goes to Luke and last Jedi of, I'm just going to isolate myself from everyone. This is all I can do. I've caused so much harm in the galaxy. I just need to remove myself from everything. I've just kind of lost. And, you know, I think of Yoda in Empire, always with you, what cannot be done. Just focusing on what's not happening versus, again, where you are and what you are doing, which is, you know, when Yoda shows up in The Last Jedi, that's kind of what he has got to hit Luke in the head with the cane to remind him of. And I I think that's what's happening with Obi-Wan in this show. I think this is Obi-Wan's trial. This is Obi-Wan's test. This is what transforms Obi-Wan Kenobi as we see him alone and kind of by himself and feeling bad to the Zen master we see like in rebels, twin sons and a new hope where he's so powerful. He literally can just will himself to disappear and become one with the force. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that they're showing us like just how much of he's just dirty. <laughs> he's like, he's yeah. At his lowest point, he's literally the, the crazy old hermit. He's just a guy in dirty robes living in a cave and, he comes out to peek on little Luke, who's like the only probably joy in his life is at least knowing that Luke's safe. But that probably makes him even more just miserable, always worrying. Well, and every time he looks at Luke, too, it reminds him of Anakin. Yeah, that's true. And his failures. And he, you know, the, he, it's like he says in Revenge of the Sith I have failed you. He blames himself, and he probably, he, he likely still does when this show begins. And I, again, I think this is like the transformation. I think of that, I think this, if this show is about the transformation of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the first thing we see in the trailer is sand shifting. And when the Lucasfilm logo comes on, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but when the Lucasfilm logo comes on, it's it's blown away by shifting sand. And the the symbolism of shifting sand is change. And transformation. And I. I Again. I don't think they're being very subtle about this. That this is the change in his character. This is taking him from one place to another. Again. like They don't show. The reason why he leaves the planet. We see that he leaves Tatooine. Which that's a big deal. I think years ago we were like. Obi-Wan would never ever leave Tatooine ever. He leaves Tatooine. And. He's gonna have a really good reason why he leaves. And we also don't see Vader, and we know that's a really big deal for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like both of them confronting each other again after Sith, before a new hope. That's a big deal. Change and transformation and personal change, dealing with the past, that I, I don't know. I just think that's just what I don't know. Yeah. I can't wait. It's almost like he goes from being unhappy about the past to being optimistic about the future by the end of, I mean, if you compare episode three, Obi-Wan to episode four, Obi-Wan. Right. And even twin sons again. Yeah. Which man, so much rebel stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So much rebel stuff coming. I don't know if you folks can tell, but we're a little excited about this show. (laughs) a phenomenon in Star Wars that was built in when I started, which is I was hiring actors, uh, sometimes for ten years, and I was hiring them very young, so I was able to use their maturity over the years as part of the character. In the case of Ewan, he starts out as a Padawan learner, and then he ends up as a very sophisticated Jedi Master, and as he's grown into the part, he's gotten even better at the physical aspects of the character, you know, between the films. they Okay, let's do what we do when there's a new trailer this is what we've been doing for years with new trailers let's go through this thing scene by scene let's get busy with it again like i said the shifting sands of tatooine the deserts the first thing we see off in the distance there's obi-wan kenobi riding in Yopi. i i right away i was just like oh god if if they would have wrote us a letter and said hey what's the one thing you want to see in the kenobi trailer i think we might have both written back we need to see an eop and they put it right in the first shot is Obi Wan standing on it <laughs> he thinks nobody's watching but i guess yeah the saddle's just really high so i hope this eop is like his best friend and he has a long Conversations with the o- the EoP, or the EoP talks with the voice of Qui Gon Jinn. It's like, yeah. Well, Qui Gon can't manifest as a ghost yet, but he can speak through other animals. Obi Wan, <laughs> control your feelings. Yes, Master. <laughs> He's going into town. He's getting stuff. It's a again. It's yeah. It's the sad day-to-day life of obi-wan kenobi and then he rides out of town and you know what this stuff reminded me of ray in the force awakens well because there's that shot of him like slicing cold cuts or something i don't know like he's got a day job where he just cuts things did you notice that yeah i was wondering if he was just going into town getting food yeah maybe I, that's what, because at first I was like, oh, he's just getting supplies, and then I was like, well, does he like have a a job? Like he would, I mean, he would have to have some sort of credits. He's got to survive somehow. Yeah. So, like, what is he cutting? It's very Ray, right? Like Ray would get on her speeder, go into town, shine stuff up, or find her scrap and go sell it to Unkar Plutt, and just go back to her. Sad existence living in an ad, at of just kind of riding off alone. And if it is purposeful, like this echoing of Ray, of this giant fate in the galaxy that someone is just not, doesn't know about yet, and is just kind of living this day-to-day normal life, then that's, even for someone like Obi-Wan Kenobi, this legendary figure, that's just awesome. I love that. When it's like he stops by the homestead to eat his lonely dinner while watching Luke through binoculars. Oh, my God. Okay, this scene. Oh, boy. This is... If the trailer ended right after this, i had been like, pretty good. <laughs> That's really all we needed. It's like just the fact that, okay... There's binoculars, there's binocular view in this trailer. That's already a good sign. Yeah, right? Like, is this the first ever Star Wars trailer we where we've right away had binocular view in a trailer? I think Empire, one of the Empire ones might have had the, the binocular scene. Am I, rem- am I remembering that? I don't know. We. See, if you look really close, you can see Owen and Beru come out of the hut. If you really look at Beru almost kind of looks like she's got the, like the the kind of blue jacket the new hope style jacket on kind of maybe i don't know we'll find out probably really soon it does look like she has some sort of like peachy pattern fluffy shirt and a vest the fashion icon is uh in full force potentially in this new baroo action i am not ready for new baroo new baroo part 2 oh, let's go. <laughs> So everybody gasps when though sitting on the little front little window thing of the homestead is little Luke Skywalker with like racing goggles on pretending he i whatever whatever even if he's pretending to like fly a spaceship or a pod racer whatever he's doing i it's it was. Just so absolutely perfect. I my soul left my body, and for a minute I was above myself looking down at me watching the trailer. (sighs) Because again, like this Luke pretend doing his play that he's doing sitting on the homestead, whether he's pretending to fly a ship or pod racing again. What I mean, what was Anakin doing when he was pod racing? Really? He it was his ticket. For a better life for him and his mother to get away from Tatooine, to not be slaves anymore, and to to live a better life, whatever it was. What is Luke in A New Hope? Luke is always like he wants to get away from Tatooine to this, you know, this place of nothing, this barren wasteland. If he's flying a spaceship, it's for getting away. If it's pod racing, you know, it echoes Anakin and get the theme of getting away. This is... Luke dreaming of something more than what his life is here on Tatooine already. And I, again, I was just like, my God. Right. Well, cause it's like, Obi-Wan was there to see everything Anakin went through to get away from Tatooine. And now here he is all these years later. The reason that his son is basically back where Anakin started from in the same Situation. And instead of being able to help him get away, he's pretty much the reason that's keeping him there. But I, this was one of those things where it was like, are they even going to show Luke in the show? Are they even going to go there? And the fact that they're like, not only are we going to go there, we're going to put it in the first like 20 seconds of the trailer just to let you know we're serious about this show. When the Ewan McGregor voiceover, too, during all of this, where he says the fight is done, we lost, stay hidden. It's echoing like like what we're saying. It's this, all is lost, Obi-Wan. The war is over, the clone war is over, and we lost. Stay hidden. Don't learn about the Force. Don't go to Mos Eisley. Don't get a transport to get away from this place. Don't go to the Death Star and confront Darth Vader. You know, they... This is not the Obi-Wan we see in Star Wars. This is a broken, beaten Obi-Wan. Right, because it almost seems like he's potentially, his whole purpose is to just keep Vader and Palpatine from finding Luke. Because they want Luke to destroy Vader or Palpatine. It's just so Palpatine doesn't have him. Just just to, to make keep him a nobody for his entire life so Palpatine never finds him. Well, and as much as we all want Qui-Gon's voice to be in this show, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, like you said, if this is Obi-Wan's trial. If this is something that Qui-Gon and Yoda know they cannot guide Obi-Wan with. This is something Obi-Wan has to discover on his own. And he may be lost. He may be like, I wish I had Qui-Gon's guidance. Someone tell me what to do here. What is the next move with this kid? Do I train him as a Jedi? What do I do? You you know, like the Jedi, like the the Inquisitor says, like, patience is the key. That's a good point that I hadn't even thought about, too, that it is almost, especially bringing up the Luke thing, is either he's just so broken that he doesn't hear Qui-Gon, or he's like Luke, like shut himself off from the force. Be so he's even more hidden. So the Inquisitors can't sense him doing his thing. And maybe, you know, Yoda told him that he would learn from Qui-Gon, but maybe, like you said, he hasn't heard from Qui-Gon yet. So he's even more alone. Well, and Qui-Gon, yeah, could be very easily seen what's going on. And it's like, you will learn from me, but now is not the time. And, you know, when you think of luke in the cave in yoda's cave i cannot teach him the boy has no patience he will learn patience Hmm. Uh, much anger in him like his father was i any different when you taught me Hmm. Uh, there's not ready yoda I am ready. I, ben, I, I can be a Jedi. Ben, tell him I'm ready. Ready, are you? What knows you ready? For 800 years have I trained Jedi. My don't count well I keep on who is to be trained. The Jedi must have the deepest commitment. Hmm? The most serious mind. This one, a long time have I watched. All his life as he looked away to the future, to the horizon, never his mind on where he was, Hmm? what he was doing. Hmm. Yoda pretty much says that Luke is impatient and give it time and you will be ready. And what does Obi-Wan say? Was I any different when you taught me? I mean, Obi-Wan's teaching is not done. And it could, even when he... Joins the cosmic force. He's still learning. I don't know, these are the things I think way too much about. It's going to be a long, long, long two months. Kenobi season. Just, so, so yeah, the Lucasfilm logo comes on. Duel of the Fates starts playing. Gabe, when Duel of the Fates started playing, woo, 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 the first the first time, I didn't even hear the music. It was just <laughs> whoosh, 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 going on. Uh, the second time I was like, oh my gosh, okay. It's what battle of heroes. Now it's Duel of the fates. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, they're pulling out all the stops. They're going there. They're doing yeah. it. They're, they're, yeah. And taking us back to the two thousands. It's total Request live. And we're MTV's on and we're watching the Naboo ship land in the atmosphere while the, Symphony orchestra's playing and John Williams there. It's like this is full on Duel of the Fates. We're we're in the MTV studios with Carson Daly. Yeah. And John Williams is a special guest and they bring the microphone to us. What song do you guys want to hear? Battle of the Heroes, Carson. Yeah. Let's cue it up. Let's yeah. get that video going. Yeah. Can you do Battle of the Heroes into Duel of the Fates? <laughs> and Carson Daly winks and says, Yes. Oh, so then we see what this Sith looking ship flying to Fortress Inquisitor straight out of Jedi fallen order. Just insane. I am in love with the little Sith ship. It's like a wonderful little mix of Kylo's ship and Krennic's ship. And it's like a mini little shuttle. And there's, their base thing is so huge. You can see like little TIE fighters hanging in the landing thing. And there's like a shuttle Tidarium shuttle landed in there and a bunch of little ships, like just letting us know, even though it's about Kenobi, don't worry. There's going to be some spaceships. We hear what we later learn is the grand inquisitor saying the key to hunting Jedi is patience. And then we see our new friend, Rupert friend, as the Grand Inquisitor. He's talking to some people on Tatooine. There's a lot of talk about this Grand Inquisitor with Rupert Friend kind of doing the live action version of what we last saw in Rebels. I was just like, okay, that's the Grand Inquisitor, but some people are having some issues with it. Gabe, what's what's your stance on this Grand Inquisitor? I love his pasty white giant head. It's. I was so excited. I'm like, okay, yes. Star Wars isn't getting too classy on us. There's still goofy looking aliens, and this guy is exactly what I want to see. He has a giant space head, and he still looks creepy. It's like he came right out of Hellraiser or something. I don't. I love it. It's the live-action version of what we saw in animation. It's not going to look exactly like animation. I mean, Joel Edgerton doesn't look exactly like Phil Brown as Uncle Owen. It's not like Rosario Dawson looks exactly like animated Ahsoka Tano like when we saw her in Rebels or something. I mean, there's, there's, there's a little bit of give-and-take with animation to live action and i mean it's like we got to get used to it because i mean with everything you read about the ahsoka show with sabine and thrawn and we're probably going to have like live action ezra it's just we got to just kind of get used to this it's not going to look exactly like the animated characters well and it's very you could almost say similar to the way dooku is very stylized in clone wars and doesn't look anything like christopher lee really like christopher lee isn't head isn't shaped like a moon like a crescent moon and you know you look at the animated inquisitor though he has a giant head (laughs) and instead of being a giant oblong head he now has kind of a giant round head the same way dooku in the cartoon has a crescent moon shaped face with a giant pointy beard and and christopher lee has a more normal shaped head so i'm just glad he doesn't just look like a paste, they didn't just get like some pasty guy and shave his head and he's like the inquisitor like he's he's an alien and he definitely looks like an alien and it makes me happy well and there's a huge chunk of the audience too as incredible as rebels is there's a huge chunk of the audience that's going to be watching the kenobi show and it's just going to be like who's that oh they're in this rebels show oh you know the i don't know as crazy fans we look at it completely different than I'd say a a large chunk of the audience that will be watching this show. So it's fine. Whatever it's, you know, it looks cool. Whatever. I don't care. If there isn't someone in a rubber mask, it's not a star Wars thing. (laughs) It's, it's one of the requirements. There's got to at least be one person in a rubber mask or with some rubber stuff glued on their face, or it's just not going to feel right. Yeah, if we're going to start getting upset about people in Star Wars looking goofy, then I don't know. Then <laughs> you're watching the wrong shows. <laughs> there's this incredible Tatooine space bus zooming off into a town. That is so cool looking. Yeah, I, this is not something I was expecting at all. But now, you know, after Book of Boba, we're, we're learning that there's all these cool like hover train things on Tatooine. And this is another one of those and it's got a very cool more of a prequel style look with the curviness and in the kind of the browns like all the droid stuff like i don't know it looks really cool is this is he going to a is this most Espa? is this another city on tatooine because you notice there's like a there's a tower kind of almost like the Oh, is there that restaurant in Las Vegas where there's you know it kind of has like a hamburger thing on the top of a tower? Like that looks different than places on Tatooine we've seen before. I mean, my first thought is Anchorhead because I mean Luke does say that Obi Wan can get him as far as Anchorhead and get him transport from there. Or maybe I would love it like let's go to a new city. Maybe if Obi Wan has to ride on like public transportation somewhere. This could be a new a new city on Tatooine. I don't know. Either way, it's exciting. I I never get sick of Tatooine personally, and let's do it. And Obi-Wan is riding on this space bus. There's a person, a couple people behind him. Some people are saying that's an Aki Aki from Rise of Skywalker. I, I I think it is. It's the someone there thinking about puppet shows. <laughs> Hopefully he he tries to give Obi-Wan a necklace. He's, what's what's your name, Ben? No, your full name, Ben Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> They're so excited to hear a different last name. We still hear the Grand Inquisitor talking, and this is just so great. Where he's t- you know he was talking about uh, the key to hunting Jedi's patience, and Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. Because now what we're seeing this underwater sith inquisitor base thing (sighs) and there's the there's a new inquisitor in there yeah the the tiny tentacle head lady oh my god what is going on with those tiny tentacles coming out of her head again looking like she's straight out of hellraiser looking like a centibite lady or something this might be my favorite shot in the trailer just because it's i don't know i just love it i love shiny evil rooms with shiny floors it's got the red trim like the sequel trilogy especially like the the last jedi star destroyer where they had like the red trim they're underwater come on camino's gone but we're now back underwater and it's like cool green water going through the windows there's a crazy throne chair i think is that on the other side of the table is that like a yeah someone's Maybe that's the Grand Inquisitor's giant chair. Well, it's, it's straight out of Fallen Order, too. I mean, there is the whole thing in Fallen Order running through there, and Vader shows up and all this stuff. It was like the big final level of Fallen Order. Is it the same place that was in the game? I don't know. Maybe, probably. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Probably somebody listening knows and is yelling right now. But either way, Inquisitors have an underwater base, which is just... It's insane. <sighs> We're just sitting sitting around a table. So what the next thing we see is a body hanging on Tatooine. And we get our first look at Moses Ingram as Reva, the third sister. And in the group of people that Reva is talking to is Owen Lars. And what that was one of the Entertainment Weekly pictures, too, is Reva just right up in Uncle Owen's face, which, good Lord, like, think of... Th- so I was spending way too much time thinking about this, that, like, the Inquisitors, or at least Reva, I mean, we know the Grand Inquisitor is there, but Reva's really going crazy there. They get so close to Luke Skywalker. Like, can Reva sense that Owen is hiding something? Did Beru... Take off with Luke And what did that person that's hanging do Right who is that person I don't know I just spent way too much time thinking Do they Can the Inquisitors sense Luke or Do they sense something Do they have a lead that Kenobi could be there They think they're sensing That when they could be sensing Luke Skywalker Things are getting serious It seems like very quickly and it seems like we're going to see even more why Uncle Owen just doesn't want anything to do with that crazy old wizard. Well, and I don't blame him, too. I think if I was face to face with a Sith Inquisitor and they were threatening like your adopted kid, potentially or finding him when they've just spent 10 years with this kid, raising him. That would be terrifying. You totally get where they're all coming from. And I I just thought of, again, everyone listening to this knows how much we love the the Owen and Baru the dinner scene, too. But again, I think of Baru saying, like, Luke's just not a farmer, Owen. He has too much of his father in him. And again, I think of Luke sitting on the homestead. Like, yeah, he's got a lot of his father in him. He looks like little Annie sitting on that. I don't know. Again this is like where my mind goes and this is why this show is going to probably murder me. <laughs> we're we're asking ourselves, who is that hanging in that shot? It's actually you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you're maybe you're levitating above the ground because you're so excited or maybe you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's okay. <laughs> it's the way it's the way you want to go. So then we see what Reva, she's on a rooftop in the Neon City, D- the name of the Neon City is Dayu, Dayu, D-A-I-Y-U, How Dare You, you? It looks really cool. It's like we're back in prequel land, we're back in Star Wars Neon, it's like Bad Batch. It just, it looks really cool and I like that we're getting the little hints of like kind of the look of this show, which is a little different than... I think how Mandalorian looked, it's kind of got its own little style to it. Yeah, which I think is going to be much appreciated. Not in a weird, like, I don't like the way Mandalorian looks because I love it. I, I loved Book of Boba in all of its bizarre beautifulness, too. But yeah, I appreciate that this is a different flavor. And I hope Andor is a different flavor, too. Like, all these shows should just be a little, you know, little different flavors. Well, and it's neat seeing it looks like maybe, you know, early on it was like, well, is this whole thing going to be on Tatooine? And it's like, oh, okay, he's going to go to another planet. What is that going to be like? And the fact that this other planet is not another little backwater town where he can sneak around like this is a full on big city and a bigger city than we've really got in Mandalorian or Book of Boba. Like, this is the closest we're getting back to, like, Coruscant or something, other than, you know, Bad Batch. It's got, like, a very, like, uh y kind of look of just neon on top of neon on top of neon. Super cool. This is some sort of, like, Star Wars Las Vegas, and Obi-Wan is going there for his very, very, very important mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Well, it's or it's Star Wars Hong Kong. It's like, we know Deborah Chow's influences, and she... She seems to still be bringing those to Star Wars, with even with what little bit we see here. And like, yeah, it's it's just a cool look. Well, I think you're totally on to something there with the Hong Kong thing, because later towards the end of the trailer, we see a bunch of space birds yeah. flying up towards the camera in slow motion straight out of every John Woo movie yeah. ever made. Because that was the thing when I watched it this morning. I was just like, oh, wow, I wonder if that's a John Woo homage. And then I was just like... Oh, yeah, I think it definitely is because wasn't there was that interview with Deborah Chow from back when Mando came out and she was talking about John Woo and like hard boiled and all that stuff. And yeah I was like, yeah, that's a that's a John Woo shout out right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like she doesn't have the doves. She's got the space bird. So I think and, you know, what better place to use those influences than, you know, with Kenobi, he's the. The Jedi Chow Yun fat at this point. Yeah, think of the way John Wu shot Hong Kong. Let's say, especially in Hard Boiled, it kind of looks like Dai Yu. Like John Woo's Hong Kong almost looked like, you know, Blade Runner or something. Where you you could make a line and say Dai Yu kind of looks like Blade Runner. Well, Blade Runner, you know, John Wu's Hong Kong, it all kind of looks similar yeah it's just cool kind of seeing in Star Wars fashion the heavy influences of other movies and other styles, but kind of moving away from westerns and samurai movies that we've been getting so strongly in Mando and boba, and now yeah getting that Blade Runner Hong Kong action inspiration is really cool. I thought of you at the next moment too because it's a it's a ship landing. I know, I know. So I'm telling you, they don't want people to think there's no spaceships in this because it's about Kenobi. Is the the promotion team Blast Points listeners? Because it's like, well, let's put a binocular shot and a ship landing right in the trailer so people know they're getting some high quality Star Wars. Yeah. And then we, we see potentially a new character here, a very serious Imperial officer lady with a big gun and a grumpy face. And the voiceover during this part, the Jedi code is like an itch. They cannot help it. And you got the new Hellraiser looking Inquisitor going through like a line of people looking at people. And is it the same shot? Is it the same scene? Is it a different scene? You got Kenobi with his hood up kind of observing, it looks like. Yeah, I can't get enough of short tentacle hair lady. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's peeking out of her little her little space hat, little tentacles. Then we got this droid talking to a stormtrooper. Again, just letting you know we're getting some high-quality Star Wars, the Rolls-Royce of space adventure. I can't get enough of this droid either. It's like he's just big and creamy-colored and has a disk drive on his chest. It's a new class of droid, too, we've never seen in Star Wars before. And it's like, oh, yes. and it, th- th- Maybe that's the thing, too, with the beauty of this teaser trailer, where it's like as much as we're seeing the familiar Tatooine, the Homestead, just Obi-Wan Kenobi in general, something like Dayu or this droid. Like, we're going to get a mix of the very familiar and the all new. And. I want to say maybe this is like some sort of like a K2SO type thing because there's the Stormtrooper talking to it and the next shot, I think that's the robot's hand like grabbing a blaster. Yeah, I was like, what is that? Is that like a garden shovel? I could not tell what was in what was going on there because it's Stormtrooper legs. Oh, no, you're right. He's like a hammer. Right. Is it? I don't know. What is it? (laughs) It does look like so. Maybe in the trailer, we're like, "Oh my gosh, it's some assassin droid that's gonna ki- go try to kill Obi Wan," but really, he's just gonna go like make a make a table, <laughs> put some chairs together. I mean, is this a droid that helps Kenobi get off this planet, or helps him get away from inquisitors that are hunting him, or something? Because the droid kind of has just a generally friendly look to him, in my opinion. Yeah. No, he doesn't look overly evil, and he doesn't have any sort of imperial insignia on him. So, yeah, maybe he's just like a fix-it handyman droid. Right. Maybe it's a droid that liked the Jedi. I don't know. Then we see, what, Reva, and she's jumping rooftops. And yeah, and then in case you were wondering and worried, yes, the Inquisitor has his twirly whirly lightsaber and it looks amazing. He's got his angry face lit up by his twirling red lightsaber. Maybe we're going to see an Inquisitor f- flying around with their helicopter blades. I think if there's anyone making Star Wars stuff other than Dave Filoni who would be into that, I think Deborah Chow might be, our, might be the one. Yeah. And he's, he's saying, where is he? Which, yeah. Jump ahead to, I love the connecting things here between darkness and defeat. Hope survives. Not to jump ahead too much, but I think like that is kind of what we were talking about too. Like between darkness and defeat, like the war is lost. Hope survives a new hope. The better future is still out there. Kenobi doesn't know how that works yet. But through the course of this show, I think he's going to learn that. I think so. And I am completely distracted right now by the next shot of... Oh! That's Sun Kang from everyone's favorite Fast and Furious movies as... Is it the fifth brother? Do we even know? Yeah, it's the fifth brother. Yeah. Looking completely awesome. Whole bunch of stormtroopers ah. behind him. They're in the the Dayu, the Neon City. Yeah. This, that, this show looks looks hot. That that's some Star Wars right there. Oh. Just looking weird and goofy, wearing straight up the Rebels outfit. Just crazy. It's crazy. When we were watching Rebels years ago. If somebody would have been like, "Hey, that fifth brother, is gonna be live action in an Obi Wan Kenobi show, and Han Solo from the Fast and the Furious movies is gonna play him." <laughs> so so crazy. It's so crazy too because like even what, during Rebels, it was like, man, these Inquisitors are kind of wild. Like they 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 didn't hold back and they kind of went crazy. Like I didn't think they would come up with something new that that was like that crazy. Because especially at first, like, Rebels seemed like it was like, oh, it's Rebels. They're kind of dialing back from the Clone Wars. And it's just Stormtroopers and and these couple Rebel people. And then they brought in these crazy Jedi hunting people. And now, yeah, here we are with live live action versions of them. And they're hunting Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then a ship zooms by... I love this next shot of Reva jumping out in front of Owen, like Owen's trying to get away and Reva's blocking him. Yeah. That's probably like the shot before the shot in Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Again, like if Baru has taken off with Luke and if Reva is like, Oh, where are you going? What's your deal? What's your hurry? And is Kenobi observing all of this? Is he around? At what point would Kenobi feel like he had to step in? Or would he not? Like, what if Owen is killed? What what would Kenobi do? It almost, yeah, it seems like at this point, he's not, he doesn't want to get involved, I would think. His heart isn't in it, and he feels like just staying. It's all about being hidden, even if it, means not helping someone right which who does that sound like yeah right yeah that sounds familiar I, I jumped right past that ship zooming by but it's it's hard to see it almost looks like it's like a like a shuttle or something or like a, an escape pod or something yeah it looks like there's two escape pod things or maybe they're um probe the probe droid pods or something so that we we see a hand on a little jedi symbol like carved into a wall is it a, an inquisitor hand is it kenobi's hand is it someone else's hand it looks like reva's hand or one of the inquisitors because with the shoulder pads but this next scene is when things start to get crazy it's like an alleyway and we see Reva at the end and you, first, we see someone with a blaster and you're like, who's that with the blaster? But then what the very next scene, we see Kenobi shooting off a blaster like on the rooftops. Yeah. So is that first shot Kenobi or someone else? But just that's another thing. I it just didn't even dawn on me that we were going to get Kenobi blaster action. And for all we know, this this might be multiple episodes of him having to do what he's got to do, but while not letting people know he's a Jedi. Like, we're, are we going to get lots of Kenobi blaster action? I mean, I would love that, too, because if he's just going willy-nilly with his lightsaber all over the place and we don't really see Kenobi bust out the lightsaber possibly until he's face to face with Darth Vader well I don't know this next scene I mean we hinted at earlier with the birds but this whole thing is it's like it's a John Woo it's a Hong Kong action rooftop shootout with Obi-Wan Kenobi with a blaster and space in space birds like that's not anything I ever would have imagined and I'm so happy that we're going to we're going to get to see it. I mean, will Obi-Wan Kenobi be holding a baby? Will he say to the baby "X-rated action?" Will he <laughs> slide down some 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 stairs, the railing of some stairs? I don't know. How far into the hard-boiled John Woo action will we get? Will we have Obi-Wan with two blasters at the same time? I would I'm going to say yes. So then what, the end of the tra- the last shot of the teaser Trailer after it says hope survives. It reminded me of what was the script for The Force Awakens that said, and we hold on Luke Skywalker's Incredible Face. Whereas to say the end, we just hold on Obi-Wan Kenobi's Incredible Face, where he's obviously in this final shot of the teaser trailer thinking about something extremely important. I just keep wondering about the hair because of course I do, but I'm really curious with him being less gray than he was in Revenge of the Sith. If either, if that's, I mean, I'm sure that's a stylistic choice of, of making a change for him to not be as close to a new hope. Obi-Wan is as, as he was in Revenge of the Sith to give us that journey of him kind of becoming that character. And I wonder if, You know, if we'll get some of that visually with him actually almost going gray a little bit over the course of the series with all this adventures and by the end being a little more almost older looking by the end of the, even though it's just six episodes, like, is this going to be something that just drains him to that point of him kind of being more where he was visually at the end of Revenge of the Sith? It could be something that's like taxing on him, but it could be also something that's like the opposite, where he's like wizened and he's on to another level of being, of his connection to the Force, you know? <laughs> he has Force hair. Well, and just when you think it's done too, when the title is on, there is Vader breathing and. Again, Carson Daly is playing all the favorite hits and they go into Anakin's Dark Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Oh. You know what they're doing with this trailer. And it's again, it's a teaser trailer. Like there there's more to come. There's clearly more to come. Again, like we don't even know like the the we know there's Inquisitors. We know Obi-Wan leaves, Tatooine. The trailer doesn't tell you why he leaves. We don't see Darth Vader. We know Hayden Christensen's in the show. We don't see that. I mean, there is so much more to come with this show. Yeah, they're definitely, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised, but it's the Mandalorian season two, Book of Boba Fett style marketing of they're giving us the bare minimum that they can of, of what's going to happen. And on one hand, it's exciting. But on the other hand, is it going to be kind of the same thing with Book of Boba? Like, when people find out everything else that is potentially going to happen, like, is that surprise going to be good? Or is that surprise going to be like, that wasn't what I was expecting? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's like what we, you know, the, the last two episodes we did with our Boba recap and even the Bobby Wygant thing of talking about expectations versus what's really happening this is not the second coming with the original cast but if you keep your expectations in check you can have a blast with this new star wars i've seen it twice and when the crowds thin out i may go again this show for so many is such a big deal and there's there's no way it's going to match people's expectations and people are going to get mad about the the weirdest craziest things imagine that Nothing new there that's been going on since 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Expectations are gonna be extremely high and as more is revealed, people will get bitter and stuff, I'm sure. But I ain't I ain't hearing any of that. I'm just gonna keep dancing to my little song over here and having a good time because celebration is coming. They got something wicked this way comes for celebration with Kenobi. We don't know what's gonna be happening. I'm gonna ride this Kenobi train all the way to the moon. You're sitting on the on the Kenobi train with the Aki Aki puppeteer, asking everybody what their last name is because you want to make sure that everybody gets invited to the party that's going to happen on May 25th when we finally get to see this. Yeah, we're they're going to be going all out with this show. We're going to be going all out with this show. We yeah. You know, The whole month of june for the regular show is going to be kenobi episodes we can't even pretend like we can talk about anything else with this (laughs) no it's yeah we're at peak kenobi fever already and we it's only been a day it hasn't even been 24 hours of of kenobi fever and and we're already hitting hitting our limits so it's it's going to be all kenobi all the time All of May might be Kenobi. We'll just be talking, we'll just be waiting for Kenobi. We're going to be talking about Celebration, but we're just going to be like, yeah, but Kenobi too, right? Yeah, Kenobi. We're just going to be, we got Celebration and Kenobi coming. We're going to be a mess. So this, Kenobi season is going to be a messy, sloppy, insane time. Pray for us, everyone, please. (laughs) Well, Ben Kenobi, you should know, Yoda. Yes, I've been the Jedi Master for 800 years. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately. Beep, 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 beep. It's okay, R2-D2. I've got my laser pistol. Hold it, Luke. They're afraid of your snake, Yoda. You have nothing to fear. The Force is all around us. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately. From Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. From Kenner. Points. Too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. reviews and you get done listening to this please go over there write something nice about blast points it helps more people find the show when they're looking up star wars podcasts on apple and most of all we love reading your reviews it makes us so happy brings warm feelings to our hearts and make sure you check out our website blastpointspodcast.com And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you are a member of the Super Chill Group. And want to support the show in a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon, all of our in-depth Book of Boba Fett review episodes, Mandalorian review episodes, Clone Wars, commentaries so much stuff. And a huge thank you to all the folks over there on the Patreon. But that about wraps up number 303. The Kenobi teaser trailer. We will be back with a new episode on the 22nd of March. Because this episode is coming out not on the usual day. So, I don't know, when Tuesday comes out, maybe go listen to the Bobby Wygant episode again on Tuesday. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. And then on the 22nd, if everything goes according to plan and there's no more... Kenobi trailers or anything coming out, it'll be the triumphant return of Attack of the Clones year. So, I don't know. I can't decide if I want to go watch the Kenobi trailer again, or if I want to watch Hard Boiled. Watch Hard Boiled but play the soundtrack of the Kenobi trailer. Hard Boiled with Duel of Fates would be it's a sweet, sweet recipe. So, alright everybody, on that note, thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.